Hey, welcome everybody to episode 11 of the Bright Verded podcast. Thank you so much for coming back um, and listening to this pod. I appreciate all the support. Um, we're back. We're back live, just like the Bundesliga. Uh, it's unbelievable that the return of soccer is upon us. It's so refreshing, and I totally miss the game. Because that's something that I would do. I overslept. And this huge milestone in the world. And I totally missed it. Uh, And it's a shame for Gio Reyna. Uh, He was scheduled to to start. He was in the lineup uh, in the starting 11. And picked up a knock, an injury during warm-up which is pretty unfortunate and um man he's so close to to like establishing himself and it's unfortunate that that little injury happened and he wasn't able to start against Schalke and speaking of Schalke Schalke ate kaka (laughs) they uh they got smacked by Dortmund 4-0 uh, some great goals from from Dortmund. It almost seemed like there wasn't an, even a break. What what break? What pandemic? You know, they. It's like a well oiled machine. The uh, how they transition is insane from defense to attack. The way they pressure. Uh, and Julian Brandt was uh, really good in that game. I saw the highlights. Uh, Thorgan Hazard really great as well. Um, Haaland is insane. This kid is going to be maybe, if not Mbappé, maybe the first 200 million uh, Euro player to be sold. Dortmund, bargain bargain of the decade maybe. Uh, This kid is on a different level. So Bundesliga is back. That's incredible news. Hopefully other leagues will follow. It's really cool actually how they did the whole safety procedures and health procedures in the Bundesliga. I saw a video that they tweeted on. It was like a five minute video explaining every detail of um, the protocol for health and safety. And it's really innovative. And um, I, I think other leagues should definitely simply just copy the model and and follow what they're doing. Obviously, we still need to see if any COVID cases spike um, due to the return of the Bundesliga. But it seems like they have a the the basic, you know, the foundation of how to contain it and and keep you know be able to play the Bundesliga without um, any major outbreaks. Or so or so we know. I mean, we just have to wait and see. But it was so cool for them to do that and. You know, thank you, Bundesliga, for giving us a little bit of, you know, of of that feeling of we're we're back to normal a little bit. Uh, it, I, I miss I miss soccer so much, man. I'm I'm sure you guys do as well. I it's so man, just soccer is so beautiful, and I'm so glad we have it back. But speaking of Giorena, unfortunate because. Um, he's so close to to establishing himself, and um, this Dortmund team 
if Reyna is able to be a starter, you know, this kid is showing a lot. And it should not be understated. This is a huge deal. This seems even more um, more palpable. Like, y- you can sense it more than 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 Pulisic um, when, when he was at Dortmund. Reyna seems like he's going to establish himself faster than Pulisic did. And Pulisic was a, a dormant for quite some time. And he was never really able to to prove himself there. To be a to be a, a start an undisputed starter. Uh due to injuries, due to whatever. And hopefully Reyna will be able to to surpass that. And at nineteen years old, I mean this kid, the sky is the limit. And uh, you know, with him, uh with Pulisic, with McKenney, with Tyler Adams um, we have a really solid young team for the U.S. men's national team, and I think that's that's obviously great news for everybody. Um, so yeah, good luck to Gio Reyna. Obviously, he's the son of our sporting director, so you know we want Claudio Reyna to to be proud and to be happy. And you know, if if Gio is doing that, you know, I, I think that will also translate to his personal life, which will translate to Austin FC. So. Gio Reyna, I hope he kills it so that Claudio's happy and he makes Austin FC happy, which will make all of us happy. Uh, moving on to a interesting news that I found while on Facebook. And this is a partnership between the MLS and the U.S. Youth Soccer. Um, and it's... It's a pretty cool partnership. I'm, I'm going to detail it right here. So MLS and U.S. Youth Soccer announced groundbreaking new partnership. Uh, this will, it's a creation of a groundbreaking strategic partnership aimed at supporting and engaging individual soccer players and communities throughout the United States. It's a pretty cool idea, actually. It's essentially a creation of a youth development platform which will feature, it looks like, 95 of the top academy clubs in North America. Um, And how they're going to collaborate is on enhancements in player identification and monitoring, coaching and scouting education for parents, coaches, and volunteers, regional competitions, and fan engagement, which all sounds really nice, actually. Uh, What's really cool here is the regional competition and... And another factor, which is eliminating financial barriers. So let me break down the the regional competition. Um, so players who excel in high school programs, on club teams, or local soccer leagues throughout the country will be recommended to participate in this regional competition uh, through a process that empowers the technical leaders at the local and state levels. MLS will be collaborating with the technical leadership of all 55 state associations and the U.S. Youth Soccer National Office to develop best practices for talent identification in each region. Um, the, the badass portion of this is the financial barriers, how they're going to eliminate those financial barriers. So a part of the commitment to enable this access is uh, and remove the barriers for talented players to reach their highest potential. MLS will absorb all expenses for players attending and participating in the regional competitions at select age levels. 
Eliminating financial barriers for young players is expected to ensure talented players can be seen and scouted during their formative years. This is so, so badass. And that's something that um, the U.S. model needs to change drastically in how we tackle youth soccer. I think we may, want, we may be one of those countries that is so far behind in terms of youth development. And with, I mean, this is common sense. The U.S. is so, it's a massive country with incredible um mix of cultures and races and 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 you know styles so this is this is a melting pot of different cultures and countries and the u.s has that advantage immigration i mean you have kids from all over the world here um you know and you need to capitalize on that. This is this is ridiculous. Like you need to capitalize on this. And a lot of these talented players don't have the money to participate in club soccer. I mean, this is ridiculous. When I was a kid and I came to the States, I tried to be in soccer and I wasn't able to. My parents just didn't didn't have the money. They couldn't afford it. I wasn't good. Okay? Maybe if I was good, I would have tried more. But regardless, um, I was never able to really develop my skills as a, as a young player, even if I may not have, have been good, but I could have gotten better. I don't know. I, 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 you know, like I didn't get the chance. So having these competitions where the MLS is going to absorb this uh, financial burden, this can be a groundbreaking new process for for youth players to maybe get scouted and who knows this could be an an awesome partnership with with european academies you know with scouting networks where they can come into these tournaments scout these young players where where the families are not going to have to have the burden of paying for this uh competition and um they could get scouted and end up going to i don't know Borussia Dortmund or I don't know some Spanish academy like Valencia or something you know uh this is a a really cool story that I found and it's insane how nobody's really talking about this um I haven't really seen anything on Twitter um at all about this I just found this on Facebook from from the MLS page directly um so I, I think it was at least worth stating this and talking about this because um, I don't think this is talked enough how the youth system is is terrible here in the states terrible um, and apparently you know it, it, they expect more than 3 million boys and girls to participate and be a part of all this 3 million people this is awesome. This is really cool. And uh, props to MLS uh, for taking the initiative to do this. Um, this is a little concerning because MLS, well, it, it depends on how you look at it. MLS is not the, the owner of soccer in the States. The owner of soccer is the U.S. Soccer Federation. Not the MLS. 
although I love the MLS, I think Don Garber is doing a fantastic job. Um, he has been doing a fantastic job for, for many years. Um, they're making the right moves and the right steps at the right times. I I wouldn't want them to take control, which I think they already have, honestly, but I wouldn't want them to take even more control of U.S. soccer because U.S. soccer needs to stay independent and it needs to look out for the the benefit of U.S. soccer, not the MLS. And for example, we need another competitive league that's not the MLS in the United States of America. The USL is not is not that competitive. I'm sorry. I've seen some games. You know, it's. I, I don't want to sound disrespectful, okay? But I wouldn't consider that professional, you know, level of soccer. I think that's semi-pro, in my opinion. Maybe I don't know the definition of semi-pro. I don't know. To me, I don't consider that full professional. Um, and we need... Look, we're not going to get promotion relegation in, in the U.S. I, I think we'll never see that. Ever. Ever. The model here in the States is is different. And if if you think about it, more and more countries will start implementing this 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 uh, format for running a league. Um, you can kind of get the sense that the European Soccer League is going to... Um, uh, the Super League is going to be is going to be based on this model. Um, Liga MX is going for this model. Um, more and more leagues are starting to implement this because financially it makes sense. It makes money. People usually lose money in soccer. It's not a money. It's not a business to to get rich. You get in the business because you are already rich. So MLS is a is looking to be a profitable business, which is hard in soccer. And I think once you get that, you're not gonna give it up. And these these millionaires and billionaires are not gonna spend, you know, five hundred million dollars on a franchise for them to be relegated. It's ridiculous. You know, it, it, it doesn't make sense in, in a modern market. It does not make sense. So, but with that being said, this is what I mean. The U.S. Soccer Federation needs to look out for the integrity of U.S. soccer, not MLS. So, this is another example of how MLS is taking more and more control in U.S. soccer. Which I find a little concerning. But at the same time... I love MLS, and if they can do it right, so be it. But it's just something that I wanted to bring up and maybe even discuss to hear your opinion on, you know, this dynamic between MLS and U.S. Soccer Federation. But uh, I want to move on to a different topic. Um, This was from Twitter, and I want to shout out SR4. 
um, for at you know like we were just uh, having a conversation on Twitter, and he asked, "Do you think uh, Sonny Guadarrama, who plays for Austin Bold, could find his way into Austin FC's early lineup?" And I thought that was a great question and uh, an opportunity to discuss something that I don't think I've seen being discussed enough. And now that he brought it up, I think this is something that it's, it's a pretty interesting topic, which is what is going to be the dynamic between Austin FC and Austin Bold? You know, what, how are we going to deal with that in terms of having two teams in Austin? One of them is in MLS. The other one is in USL. Um, could we see a friendly um, dynamic between the two where in the beginning, for example, Austin FC could utilize some talent from Austin Bold to kind of establish our first roster ever? And Sonny Guadarrama, who is a striker for Austin Bold, um, you know, could we see him actually come to Austin FC and kind of be part of the squad as as you're trying to make to create a, a, a squad from from scratch in the MLS, I don't know. I don't see why not, honestly. Um, and funny story, I I put this on Twitter as well. I actually so I graduated from Cedar Park High School, and when I was in Cedar Park High School, I was in soccer in there. I sucked, but I was still part of soccer, and. Um, I remember in our locker room, we had some pictures that our coach had put up, you know, from previous years of Cedar Park soccer. And there were so many pictures of newspapers of Sonny Guadarrama and how he broke like a lot of records when he was in high school. He was, um, you know, like a really talented um, kid and, you know, touted to be a professional. And he ended up being a professional. He actually played for a club, a few clubs in Mexico, but one of them is Santos Laguna, who, uh, which is in Torreon. And I'm very close. I'm from a town very close to Torreon, which is Moncloa. Um, it's in the same state. And I just thought that was really interesting, the way that he brought up Sonny Guadarrama, because I have, you know, that little personal uh, anecdote of Cedar Park High School and uh, hearing about him and then actually following him in his career a little bit when he played for Santos and other another team in Mexico. He came back to the States. So it's cool that he's back in Austin Bold. And who knows, man? Who knows if if we're going to get players from Bold? Um, from what I remember, I don't think Bold and Austin FC... Uh, have started off in the right foot. I think there's been some, a little bit of, I don't want to say animosity, but um, I think Bold had a problem, obviously, when when they wanted to bring Austin uh, FC to the MLS, you know, which makes sense, of course. But I don't know exactly what happened. If anyone want, uh, knows and wants to share, please feel free to do so. But, um. I could also see them being kind of pissed if Austin FC is kind of uh, touting players from from Bold and trying to get uh, talent from their side. But who knows, man? If you know, if if Austin FC pays them, 
the right amount of money. You know, it's still business. You know, it's nothing personal. It's just business. And it's supply and demand. If they have the money, the player wants to go, just take the money, buy somebody else. You know, that's that's how it works. So um, it's an interesting question. And thank you for for just, you know, asking me. I know you, you probably didn't know that I had a podcast, but um, thanks for just having a conversation. I appreciate that. And anybody else who's listening and wants to start a conversation, bring up a topic, please feel free to do so. Um I love doing this and it's good because I, I need content and sometimes there's nothing to talk about. But when people ask these questions, you know, now I have something to say and it helps me a lot. Um, I fixed my podcasting issue with uh, uh, putting it in the in the podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. That has been fixed. We're back on Apple Podcasts. We're back on Spotify. We're back on Google Podcasts. We're back on all these different platforms. Um, so Bright Verde is here to stay. We're still on YouTube. Um, I might do some content, some content that's different than a podcast in YouTube. So you might want to be subscribed to my YouTube channel just in case I put uh, put out some different content. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marcella Parodi FC. And um, I appreciate you guys. I got a new logo. I'm making some shirts for me. I'll put them on Twitter. If you guys are ever interested in purchasing a little Bright Verda shirt, uh, you'll see it soon uh, once I get it. Uh, if you like it, you can always hit me up and I can sell it to you uh, for a good price. And, you know, I'm trying to grow this family. This is just the beginning. Um, I'm really excited about this podcast. The sky's the limit for me. Uh, we have plenty of time before uh, 2021 and, you know, when we start our inaugural game. And hopefully this podcast will have already quite a few dozen episodes in and we're going to be established so i appreciate you coming along in this journey with me uh, it really does mean a lot to me so stay tuned for more episodes uh share any ideas for any content you want uh, me to talk about I, I really appreciate it um but aside from that i'll see you guys later and uh stay safe <laughs>